How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. You are locked on Lakers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined by Harrison Fagan. We are getting ready for the weekend. Danny Ainge is doing stupid things. It's draft season. Reportedly, allegedly. It's it's like officially draft season. When we when we heard this stuff come across, that he's looking at Josh Jackson potentially and not Markel Fultz at the at the number one spot. Reportedly, uh, that that officially kicked off draft season because God bless Danny Ainge in the in, in the draft. We're going to touch on faults. We are going to talk about the trades. The Lakers, according to multiple reports at this point, are open to trading their second overall pick for There's whatever. There's so many leaks. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> poor Magic. How pissed do you think he was about that? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, consider maybe it. Just, maybe he just defines leaks differently. Yeah. Maybe he means literally like the Lakers or like the or like the. The Our plumbing is, is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, that's what he meant. <laughs> and then finally, uh, again, according to multiple reports now, we have heard, and from Magic Johnson himself, we have heard that the Lakers consider Brandon Ingram untouchable, and we find that interesting. Before we get to all that, make sure you're listening to the show on Audio Boom, iTunes, Silver Screen and Roll, TuneIn, Stitcher, and today's Fast Break. Today's show is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Make sure you're going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Lakers to try a great product for free if you're looking to hire. ZipRecruiter is the best way to find all your candidates in the one place. All right, Harrison. Let's talk about poor Danny Ainge and poor Boston fans. Like, Do you think any of them were, were legitimately worried about this? Well, judging by our mentions, no. They said this is just Laker fans making stuff up and – you know, why would he do that? This is just all, it's all like part of the plan. Danny Ainge just tricked everybody. I don't know. So, no, I don't think they, they probably took it particularly well that all the Chipotle that Danny Ainge eats has apparently eroded his brain. But yeah, there was this report from Ford who I've, I've read, I read online tonight from like a couple of writers that would know this kind of stuff that, we're like tweeting that Ford generally has good sourcing on the Celtics. And there was a report that Josh Jackson might be the type of player that Danny Ainge wants to take first overall, which would be even funnier because Jackson canceled his only workout with the Celtics <laughs> and because r- reportedly, according to Ford, because his uh, agency kind of sees a better opportunity with the Lakers, which or the Sixers, which like, yeah. 
I mean, that's true for any draft prospect that they're going to have a better opportunity there because they, they won't be going to a contender. They'll instantly have a bigger role right off the bat. Yeah, that's true. Not only would Josh Jackson be going to a contender, but he would also be going to a contender that just drafted the same, a, a very similar player at his own position. Yeah, and the Celtics are not lacking for wings. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Markel Fultz, though, because from the Lakers' perspective, we haven't heard about him at all. Yeah, so like, if you want to listen to us talk about Josh Jackson, we had a Josh da- Jackson-centric show on our last episode. So go listen to Wednesdays. We brought in uh, some Kansas, some local Kansas guys who know who, one of whom Scott Chasen, who covered Jackson last year, and Tom Fear, who is uh, our own silver screen and roll writer, and also a Jayhawk super fan who is Josh around. Josh Jackson is what we call Tom. Okay, fair enough, but. So, yeah, but let's talk about Fultz because we really haven't because it just didn't seem like there was a chance that the Lakers would have a chance to end up with him because it just he seemed to be the clear number one overall pick kind of right from the beginning. And I guess this is our fault, honestly, like I'm going to take responsibility for this. This one's on me. I should never have not accounted for Danny Ainge when preparing for this draft stuff and i almost made anthony just spit out his uh, his coffee <laughs> right there but, i was getting ready to take a sip but nope yeah that was <laughs> i got that out just in time that he didn't take a sip into a spit take all over his laptop but yes that that was our bad for not accounting for danny ainge and again the fact that eating chipotle every day apparently is not good for your drafting evaluations was it a salmonella scare that they had uh, to be honest, I don't remember. I hope it was, because then we can say, like, Salmon never make a good choice on draft night. Oh, God. <laughs> That's two puns. And to be fair to all of you who are going to yell at me about this stuff, I haven't made a pun in quite some time. Okay, all right. just move on. All right, we're going to move on. But Markel Fultz would be perfect for the Lakers. Like, perfect. He is an athletic wing. He has an, or an athletic point guard. Uh, which the Lakers, you know, depending on who you talk to, you know, if you think that D'Angelo Russell is best suited to play off ball, then fine. You put Markel Fultz on the ball, and he is also a he is built very well to be able to defend point guards, which the Lakers have struggled with basically since I was born. Like I don't think the Lakers have ever had a good defensive point guard, except for that time they had Gary Payton three years before he retired. So yeah, and one year after he should have retired. <laughs> so, <laughs> had, did you do you have any thoughts on Markel Fultz? Because I don't. I mean, to be honest, I, I watched him a little bit at Washington, but like you said, I haven't really been paying attention to him because the guy is frankly too good to go second overall. Well, yeah, I've I've told the story a bunch of times, but I watched him light up Cal State Fullerton earlier this year when he was playing against them. And that was one of the few college basketball games that I watched, like, you know, or one of the few prospects that I watched live just because I was covering that in my other capacity for uh, Cal State Fullerton student newspaper. But the I mean, he's he's a really good player. And I guess that shouldn't come as a shock to people, given that he's been so widely projected to go number one overall. But he shot 
over 50% on twos. He shot over 40% on threes last year. His free throw percentage was not good. He shot below 70%. But, I mean, he averaged 23.2 points per game on a Washington team that charitably can be described as alive. (laughs) And, you know, he just, there, there weren't a whole lot of other threats to take any pressure off of him, and he still put up really good numbers. He... I wouldn't necessarily put him in, like, the Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, LeBron James category of, like... Yeah, one bonafide... of those guys would have gotten Washington more than nine wins. Yeah, and and like you said, that team was bad, and that coach got fired because he's been bad for quite some time now, right? So yeah, I, I think it was it was Pete Zayas of Laker Film Room who said that it was the worst coach team he's ever seen. So oh man, if Coach what? Pete is criticizing somebody like that, like that, that speaks volumes to me. So all right, so I, I think we'll get to this on the other. You had side a PER of, of twenty eight or uh, of twenty eight point three though last year. Yeah, he's really good. He yeah. It, that's why that's why Twitter today was pretty nonplussed at the report. But look, if you're the Lakers and you can somehow wind up with walk away from the draft with Markel Fultz, then <laughs> so if you if you're the Lakers, forever. if you're the Lakers here and uh, the the Celtics draft Josh Jackson, is there any reason that you pass on Markel Fultz? Like any at all? No, especially given what the Lakers have kind of leaked out about Lonzo Ball. Like yeah, I Yeah, see I that's the thing is I would have bought it a little bit more before all of this stuff about them being a little bit not that impressed with Lonzo Ball started to come out, but now that that kind of stuff has come out and that they're split over him and Jackson and things like that, I just think that if Fultz dropped, I think they'd take him in a set. I like that pick would be into Adam Silver before he was done announcing Josh Jackson. <laughs> Like Magic Rob literally Blinko runs up to the stage, to the stage <laughs> yeah, just to make sure that he, he got it. He pushes Josh Jackson out of the way. Congratulations, buddy! Get the hell off the stage. Yeah, get out! Get With out! The we second go, pick. Hey, too late! Too late! They took him. They took him. No backsies. We're taking faults. <laughs> no take backs. No take backs. All right, uh, we're going to talk. Ball, like like smashes chairs in the green room and. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit more because I think this does make things a little bit more interesting for the Lakers' options in terms of trades, which they are apparently open to doing according to, I think, three reports at this point. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, before we get to that, though, a few quick words on, on ZipRecruiter. This time of year has been taken over, basically, by teams looking for the best player. And, Harrison, how much easier do you think all these teams would have on it or how you know how much easier a time would they have if ZipRecruiter was there to just tell them you should just you should just hire this person? It would be infinitely easier. They wouldn't have to work out like eighty prospects. I wouldn't have to write like ninety articles a day. You know, just everybody's lives would be easier if ZipRecruiter was the main hub of the NBA draft. For those who do get to use it, they are thrilled because usually you can't find the best candidates by posting your job on just one site. You need to post all the post it to all the job so, job sites. Jeez, look at me read. And now you can with ZipRecruiter. 
At ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with one click. Then, their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your position. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Man, that'd be so nice if we didn't have to wait 15 days for for these teams to make up their mind. Anywho... No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes nationwide. And now, my listeners can start forming their own team on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash LOLakers. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash LOLakers. Try it for free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash LOLakers. Harrison, on a scale of 1 to 10, how offended do you get when I say my listeners? Not that offended. I know I'm not the talent here. (laughs) Yes, sure. Uh, That's not what our reviews say. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I, I wanted to really quickly, before we move on to uh, trades and such, if based on what you saw at Cal State Fullerton and, and whatever you've studied of Markel Fultz compared the, the to... The one game. The yeah. one game. <laughs> well, hey, that's all it took for Magic and Palinka to be thrilled about De'Aaron Fox, right? So Yeah, and then they watched him work out again, and they're like, oh, God, he just hit the side of the backboard on that three. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm making that up. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Although, I'm so biased about left-handed players that, like, I watched him shoot, and I'm like, all right, maybe he can figure it out. A left-handed shooter with a bad shot is honestly a crime against humanity. Like, you shouldn't... If you're left-handed and you can't shoot, you're doing things wrong. But anywho... So weird about hands. Um, <laughs> going to make a really bad joke there. All right. So let's, uh, let's really quickly, though, based on what you've seen from Markel Fultz compared to the other guys in the draft. Let's say Fultz is a 10. And we're not saying that he is a 10 compared to all other drafts. We're saying in this draft, Fultz is the best player in this draft, making him a 10 out of 10. After that, how big a drop would you say the next guy is? Would you say jo- uh, Lonzo Ball is like an 8.5? Is Josh Jackson a 9? How would you? No, I think you... those two are like, I don't know, like probably Lonzo Ball is like a 9 and Josh Jackson's like an 8.5 to me, like 8.5, eight, like eight maybe a little higher than that, yeah, but I, slightly below a 9. I don't, I don't see... But it there isn't, is like a full percent. There is like a full point drop off between Fultz and Ball to me. But it isn't the same as it was last year. We're not not last year because I I still don't know if I believe in Ben Simmons. But uh, two years ago with Carl Anthony Towns, it was Carl Anthony Towns at a ten, and then everybody else. It was like else, Carl Anthony Towns at like a twenty, yeah. and then everybody else. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, he was on a different grading scale. So I think uh, I think the Lakers would be happy to have him, obviously, and I think they like we joked about earlier uh and i saw people saying that they don't think that he would fit as well alongside d'angelo russell and i'm just not sure that i agree with that i think that with his three-point shooting i i think they would be able not as not as seamlessly as russell and ball but i he's such a he's such a good player you have to go with him you don't go with fit you go with talent yeah i i would tend to agree i think lonzo fits a little bit better because he doesn't need the ball in his hands as much as markel fultz will yeah but i do think teams are going to happily put the ball in Fultz's hands, I think is the best way to put that. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk, though, about we saw reports from Medina. We saw Tanya Ganguly of the LA Times report it, and Chad Ford in his 
uh, piece on ESPN and Medina from the Southern California News Group. All Mark th- Medina. What I say? You just kept saying Medina. <laughs> oh well, he's a friend of the show. So I'm, I'm giving. I'm. I'm making sure that people know where they can find our friends. <laughs> Good point. We should. We should probably plug him harder than <laughs> any of the other people. Anywho, <laughs> those three. Those three. Uh, Reporters reported today that the Lakers are are interested fielding calls, making calls, whatever uh, about you know potentially trading their number two pick. It sounded to me from Ganguly and from Mark Medina that they both seemed to think it was more of a number two pick for a player kind of situation. Whereas I thought Chad Forbes, Chad Forbes, did you get that? Yeah, I thought, I'm not sure I, that I got. I just got that they were taking and making calls i i got i i got the sense more from from those guys that they would that the pick would be moved say in like a paul george trade versus like chad ford was talking about them moving back but they didn't say that so that's just you kind of thinking that sure i mean maybe i have to go back and reread it again but that was a vibe i got immediately from how are you telling me what vibe i got from them no, I'm just saying that I'm just making it clear that that is your vibe. That's not what they reported. No, no. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think that's that's important to point out. But I but yeah, that was the vibe I got from the two differing stories that kind of came about from from and again, in my opinion, from those two. Uh, well, three reports. Uh, what do you think? Like if you had if the Lakers did make a tra- a, a trade on draft night involving their second overall pick. And you had to bet one way or the other that it was a trade for a player or a trade to move back in the draft to get an additional asset or to dump Dangan Mozgov or Or oh, that's Mozgov. interesting. Which way do you think they go? Which one is more likely them trading for a guy like Paul George or them doing something else like moving back in the draft or what, something like that? Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't thought a whole lot about it, but I, right, as of right now, like gut, I think probably moving it for a player really yeah see i go the other way i think because i just don't think that nobody ever really trades back in the draft that just doesn't happen oh i think that's that's fair and and not in the nba draft sure well i don't know if that's true i mean maybe not from the second spot yeah not from the second spot we we probably need some more historical context here but i I think probably need any knowledge whatsoever (laughs) but i think regarding what they could do. So like this draft is really weird to me, right? Like you have Markel Fultz, who is the best player consensus from what I've seen, from what you've seen, he's the best player. Other than in LeVar, uh, like noted draft analyst, LeVar ball of big baller brand. Yeah. does not think that Fultz or actually, no, did he say Fultz was the best player? No, he didn't say that. He just said that he was a better fit with the Celtics. (laughs) Yeah. That would be hilarious if he just like he flipped to that over the next like, over the next week. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. It's like calling Danny Ainge trying to facilitate a Fultz workout and tell what him why Fultz. What are you is the doing? <laughs> so I think uh, I think it. What I was saying though was that with this draft, it's kind of weird because you have Markel Fultz, who is the best player. You have Lonzo Ball, who early on felt like the consensus second best player, and I th- I still think that's the vibe I still out think there. he is. Yeah, I think that's still the vibe out there, but it, he has taken hits. Like, we'd be remiss to say or to He's ignore He's taken hits, hits because people have shat on his conditioning anonymously. Yeah, fine. But those are still hits. <laughs> yeah. No, you know? it's a hit. But, I mean, like, I'm not, I, I'm not concerned that Lonzo Ball is out of – is not going to be in good shape when he is an NBA player. Devil's advocate point, though, I think – 
I, I do find it interesting that he set up a second workout specifically to show the Lakers that he is in good shape or that he works hard. Well, I think that's why they leaked that. Huh? Is, I, I would imagine that's why they leaked that. Right, but that what I'm saying though is it was with a purpose. Like I think I think he might have walked away from that draft and said, "Well, crap, maybe I wasn't in the best of shape. Maybe I maybe I didn't show enough." Right? Yeah. According to those SB Nation uh, mentions that, that that I saw coming across my timeline, I didn't sweat enough in their pictures. So. <laughs> I, I find I but anyway what I was saying though is that because this draft is so like because it's so ambiguous at the top you know one day I wake up and I feel like you know Josh Jackson would be fun it would be fun to have an extra wing defender out there and it would be nice to root for a Lakers defense that isn't embarrassing for the first time in a while very low bar but somehow <laughs> they just can't clear it <laughs> And then, and then the next day I wake up and I say, you know what, Lonzo Ball might be fun. And then the next day I wake up and I watch Deer and Fox highlights and I say, man, that guy is really fast. And then, you know, oh, I've never done that third one. You've never thought Deer and Fox is really fast? No, I mean, but I've never woken up and watched Deer and Fox highlights and been like, yep, the Lakers should pick him at number two. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, but what I'm saying, but I guess it, if they trade back, that's yeah, a different like that's, story. That's what I'm saying is that like. Yes, the point of all these drafts, especially in the NBA, and this is why you don't see very many trades of teams going back from the top two spots, is because the purpose of this is to get one of, if not the best player in this draft, right? And in regards to where the Lakers currently sit, they they are in a position where they should walk away with one of the two best players. But if the gap between one of the two best players in this draft is and say the third or fourth best player isn't incredible, then should they try to get another asset? They don't have a first rounder next year. They do I feel have... like there's a pretty big drop off between three and four in this draft. So who's the fourth best prospect in your eyes? Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know that Fox is there. I, I just think that after the Jackson Ball Fultz trifecta, there is like a significant drop off. Cause like like I don't Moore, I don't know if it's Fox is like the next best guy there I don't know if it's Tatum or whatever I know the Lakers are trying to get him in for a workout that was reported today by Ford as well uh, so I don't really know who that fourth best guy is to me because I haven't thought about it a whole lot to be honest because I've been so focused on the top like two or three mm-hmm. but I think that there is a drop off there so I just don't know there 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 was part of that Ford report was that they would trade down to four because they feel like they could still maybe get Ball or Jackson there and I just don't know that that's true I think it is but only because nobody has any idea what <laughs> obviously what Ainge is doing or what Philly is looking to get right because you think like it was crazy how much buzz surrounded Malik Monk's workout uh, with Philadelphia today because they so desperately need shooting. And if you're the Lakers and you think, well, maybe they can, if they wind up taking Monk, maybe you could slide back and still wind up with Ball and also potentially get rid of a Dang or a Mozgov contract, then that is the absolute best way the draft night could have possibly gone. Right. I don't know that Philadelphia would trade. Uh, it would would trade to move up one spot. No, no, not no. I'm saying because Monk would be a reach for those guys. Because I I haven't seen Monk in the top five up until really today. So yeah. uh, if they do, you know, if they do reach and they go for you know somebody like Malik Monk after the Lakers trade their pick, 
you know, maybe with, say, Philadelphia, if Philadelphia really wants Josh Jackson to play defense alongside Devin Booker or Alonzo Ball to make, you know, a really fun offensive backcourt, then, you know, you walk away if you're the Lakers either with an extra asset in hand and a really good player or you get rid of those contracts or one of those contracts and you still get a really good player. I, I find it, I find the hypothetical very interesting. Uh, but I do think it's worth pointing out and it's worth hammering into the ground with Thor's hammer, basically. That if Mjolnir. Boston, <clears throat> yeah, if, if they, nerd, but if they, Boston, if they pass on Markel Fultz and they if they draft Josh Jackson, all of this trading back noise goes out the window. You draft Markel Fultz and you laugh at Boston because poor Danny Ainge messed up another draft. Yeah, again, I'm saying Polinka or like Magic needs to run up there and just push Fox or push Jackson off the stage and like and just announce the pick. Both of them, all three of them, Luke too. Like, yeah, <laughs> like just <laughs> set a triple screen to make sure nobody reaches that podium again. No, I think I think Luke's primary concern after that legendary press conference from earlier this season is going to be that nobody touches his players. Yeah. And so once that I, I think Luke, once they take faults or whoever they take, <laughs> Luke goes to that guy's side and just makes sure that nobody is touching his damn players. Yes. Absolutely. No, like that buck security guard, you gotta be on the lookout for him. Yeah. He's he's always lurking. He's <laughs> Are you talking about Greg Monroe? <laughs> <laughs> Overpaid security guard is a good way to describe Greg Monroe. Yep. All right, so let's move on the other big report that kind of came out. No, but out. I, before we move on, okay. I do want to ask, do you, do you, like, if you had to guess right now, do you think that they actually trade back or is this just smoke? I think, I think it's smoke, but, like, not the kind of smoke that, you know, is literally a smoke screen where there's no, like, source of fire. There's no actual flame. I think this is the kind of smoke that, there is a source to where this is coming from. We've heard way too well, much about this. Well, I think there's usually a source even for smoke. I'm just wondering, do you think it's a re- like do you think it's really something they're thinking or is it actual smoke where they're just lying and they just want it out there because they like having that idea out there in the media. They feel that it benefits them to be mysterious and smoke up the room, so to speak. No, I I, I would think it's more the former. I think there's okay. something I think there's something behind this simply because we've heard so much about it you know and yeah it's crazy i just i i don't see a natural trade back but i guess them considering trading back in exchange for a few principal things is not the same as having an actual deal on the table yeah i think they i think they have a mind they have a an idea for what kind of trade they'd be hoping to make in this kind of situation and how they would hope that this all plays out but you know, I, I don't think it's because in that case they would they would have seriously put actual thought into this. Whereas yeah. I don't think it's the kind of situation where they just walk into a room and fill it with bullcrap in the hopes that you know they confuse everybody. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I don't see that happening. You think so? You do think that they're considering, and I'm not sure that I buy it. And that's and that's and and uh, I'm going I in just, the I'm flying in the face of some of my reporting from earlier. This month, right, where I, I, I reported, and, and I haven't heard anything differently. To be completely honest, that they love Lonzo Ball, uh, from from the people who I've spoken to around the team. But uh, there's just so much noise, you know. Yeah, it, it, I'd be asinine to ignore all this noise. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, so let's move on. The other big, the other big story today uh, coming out from <laughs> maybe more smoke potentially uh, has been how adamant the Lakers are organizationally speaking, publicly and privately. Yeah, that they are not going to move Brandon Ingram. Harrison, yeah. I'm going to present the exact same question you just presented to me. Is this source with a legitimate flame behind it, or is this bullcrap? I, I buy it at this point for because Magic Johnson went on the radio a couple months ago and or like maybe only a month ago. But he said that Ingram was the only untouchable Laker for reasons I honestly don't fully understand why he would reveal that publicly. But <laughs> he, he did say that on the radio and then there's this report that the Lakers uh, from Mark Medina our friend of the show who I will give his full name of the Southern California news group and he uh, and he reported that the Lakers are adamant that they're not going to trade Ingram they're not going to include him in any deals and I I like I just buy it because number one because it's a, it's a local beat guy who are gen, like generally the local beat is pretty on top of this stuff like when they report stuff especially Mark and, I trust Mark about as much as anybody on on the Lakers beat yeah and so there's that there's that factor of it and then there's the factor that Magic himself said it on the radio <laughs> <laughs> so I. I 100% buy this, that Ingram is... I mean, nobody's untouchable, right? We've talked about this before. If the Golden State Warriors called tomorrow and said, we'll give you Steph for Ingram, the Lakers would do that in a second. But, like, he's as untouchable as you can reasonably be. Like, they aren't... They definitely haven't... They aren't going to give up on him. They aren't going to include him as, like, a throw-in or a part of a deal for no reason. Like, they, it sound, I, I believe that they're very committed to Brandon Ingram. Yes, and even to go further back to before Magic uh, talked about Ingram on the radio show and, and specifically said that he was not going to trade him. Even before, Everybody else, y'all suck, but <laughs> Ingram is untouchable. But even uh, before not a direct that, quote, not a direct quote. At the, uh, at the exit interviews, I found it interesting that everybody made it yeah. a point to say that Ingram, you know, showed a lot this year. And, and what's funny is at the time when they were saying that, I thought it was just it's pumping up a rookie after a tough year. It's telling him he showed some good things. It's getting in his head, you know, and some of it's probably genuine. But some of it I felt like at the time was probably to pump him up. But the fat now in retrospect with all of this, I just think that all these guys have kind of bought into him. Yeah. And for good reason. Like, if he gets stronger, his entire game gets so much better. And If, like, if he just, can hit, like, a, even a single shot from behind the arc. <laughs> just ask just ask Milwaukee fans how they felt about Giannis Antetokounmpo after that first season. Because he didn't show anything near what he showed here. He, yeah, he, no, he just became an internet sensation because he was long and his name was even longer. Yeah, he had a great nickname. And, yeah. so, and so, you know, he bulked up and then all of a sudden you're looking at one of the absolute beasts in the NBA. And I'm not saying that that's what Brandon Ingram is going to be, but I he's do. He's going to be better. Giannis <laughs> <laughs> Atentu Durant. Like he's... <laughs> A combination of Giannis. He's like, he's like Giannis and Durant with Kobe's mindset. Yeah. I'm not even going to try to put that name together. Uh, but I, but I do, I do think though that you know if Ingram does add some weight, add some strength, you know, some muscle to his frame, then his entire game opens up, it, it, and yeah. in ways that are really exciting, and and I think it's with good reason. Now, 
I will play devil's advocate here. Because... I also I think that the one that I, I joked about the Kobe's mindset, but I do think that he he is one of these guys that 100 percent seems to have the right attitude about improvement and everything else. I think he comes off like a gym rat. He comes off like he's a, he doesn't really want to focus on anything but basketball. I, that's not true, but he 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 just seems incredibly dedicated. Yeah, very driven. Yes. Uh, but what I was going to say, though, I'll play devil's advocate here. And for everybody who gets angry at me for, for doing this, devil's advocate means I don't necessarily believe this, but I'm going to open everybody up to a potentially different angle on this. Okay, so this is at Anthony Irwin, L.A. <laughs> but I, I will say, though, that if you're the Lakers and there's a guy in Indiana who plays the exact same position as Brandon Ingram. <laughs> Uh, and and there'd be a very easy player-for-player player swap where Indiana would be able to rebuild in a very similar fashion around a young player who might have as high a ceiling as Paul George. Nobody knows, but but there's a seamless transition from Paul George to rebuilding around Brandon Ingram. And a great way to build up leverage here is just to continually say and openly admit that you are not or trading Brandon Ingram. Just yeah. As, as a former psychology major, I feel qualified to spout some knowledge on air, but people, people want what they can't have. Yeah. And so if they just keep telling Indiana, they're like, all right, we want to trade for Paul George, but you can't have Brandon Ingram no matter what. Never. He's off limits. We'll <laughs> never trade you Brandon Ingram. And yeah. then Indiana's like, wait, why won't they trade this guy? I want, I want, I think I want him. Exactly. It's a forbidden fruit. So yeah, uh, I, I, I do think, I, I do think, I believe, like I said earlier, I believe that this is legitimate, that they actually feel this way about Brandon Ingram. I but, also believe that they'd include him in a trade for Paul George in a second. If it was like a straight one for one yeah. with like one other kind of lower tier thing. Not even if it was, if it just, it, if Indiana <laughs> had such psychological problems <laughs> that they heard all this stuff and they were like, no, 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 wait, I, I just. Just Brandon Ingram. How about just Brandon Ingram for Paul George? Then the Lakers do that happily. Yeah, but I mean, I realistically, it would be Ingram and Randall or Ingram and Clarkson or something like there. There would be something in there to make the sal- probably Clarkson to make the salaries make work. The salary. And you know, if it was Clarkson and then you had to throw in, you know, like the other first rounder or something, I think you probably do that. Not the number two pick, the the twenty eight pick. I don't know if I do that much at this point. I think the Lakers probably would. I. Maybe the Lakers do, but from where I'm sitting, I because to me, I don't, I don't know that Clarkson is going to be part of the next great team or whatever, and so I, I think I'm fine including him. And the number 28 pick, that's a crapshoot. Like they could probably get a good player. They've gotten good players there the past couple of years, but I, I'd be okay doing that deal. I think especially you'd have to be confident that George is re-signing. But I'd be if he, if you knew for a fact he was going to be re-signing, I think I'd be okay with that one. My thing is. If and people can, are going to get mad because they're going to say just sign him in free agency. But I don't know that that's always how it works. I think sometimes he gets traded somewhere else. He gets happy. He ends up getting a better free agent, a better recruiting pitch from somewhere else. You know, uh, things can happen. Well, things can happen. True, but things can happen while he's in L.A. Right. So, true. So, I, I also think though, like the Dwight scenario. If he, yeah, if you're the Dwight Walkers, <laughs> but. <laughs> If you're if you're the Lakers and you have 
if you can get Paul George for that kind of package, you know, if it's Ingram Clarkson and a late first round pick, then wouldn't you like to see a scenario where you get Paul George for just cap space and then you can turn that package into another player of Paul George's ilk? Well, sure, ideally, but I think you don't know that you're going to get Paul George. Yeah, I, I feel like the report today, We, we it was on, oh man, I forget the guy's name who... who no, it was Paul George said it. Yeah, well, right, but the guy who was responsible for the tweets and stuff, I'm sorry. I, I think it was, yeah. I forget who, I'm sorry. It's on Silver Screen and Roll, the reporter's credited, his <laughs> tweets are in there. Uh, but but you're you know George is saying that he wants to stick it out and win a championship in Indiana that that's like his hope, uh, which and he said he hasn't even spoken to LeBron and doesn't plan on speaking to LeBron. So if that's all going on, this doesn't. That's sound usually like... what people say publicly right before they do exactly the thing that they're saying they aren't going to do. Yeah, but like most people who say what they aren't going to do and then do what they say they weren't going to do uh don't have reports swirling around them that they're quote hellbent unquote times two to go somewhere else yeah i'm also just not sure that george even knows entirely what he wants at this point and i feel like he honestly that there's like on some level this is damage control going into the year to try and tamp this stuff down so he doesn't have to deal with the talks all year Regardless of what happens, man, I remember when Kobe entered the the season and because uh, you, you don't want to get asked about crazy. trades every single day when you go into work or every single city you're in. Oh, Paul, are you going to maybe consider this in free agency? Are you going to are you going to demand a trade here? Would you consider a trade to Boston? We just drafted Josh Jackson. Hey, you could just at Bill Simmons already. Yeah. So, all right, uh, that about does it though. We covered Markel Fultz who. It would be a draft night miracle if the Lakers were somehow able to get him and Danny Ainge boggled another, bumbled another uh, draft night. Uh, we talked about the potential trades that the Lakers could be looking at. Uh, what they is there a, is there a kind of trade that you think they should be looking at with that pick? Because I don't, I don't know. If no, really... I I think I think that you just take the player. Keep it simple. Yeah, I think I tend to agree at this point. Uh, and then we talked about Brandon Ingram and the untouchability of Brandon Ingram. Uh, so plenty of well, stuff. We could just going start on. calling him the Forbidden Fruit. <laughs> like Brandon Ingram, like they should just his nickname should be Tag. Like you, like you can't touch him. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was bad. That was really all right. Come on, man. All, all right. right, it's time to end the podcast. I'm going to send everybody out into the weekend with that. Today's show is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Go I'm to not Zip- coming back. <laughs> Man, sorry, ZipRecruiter. Uh, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Lakers to try a great product out for free. Uh, ZipRecruiter is the, the best way to, to hire people fast. Like you saw all this stuff that 80% of, of people who uh, post a job find a person a within a day. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, so go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Lakers. Keep sending in the way back Wednesday. We've gotten a few good ones. Somebody asked, guys, us, this got a little out of control <laughs> fairly quickly, which I guess we should have expected. Hey, I'm happy but about it. You do keep so far. So far, the suggestions I think are what Marcelo Huertas, Sasha Vujacic, and who else? Josh McRoberts and Joe Smith. Yes. So, unless you guys want us to do our way back Wednesday on one of those guys picked randomly then you should get some votes in on our iTunes reviews. Leave a five-star review with the player you want us to talk about for way back Wednesdays. 
and we are going to talk about the player with the most mentions that week. So go ahead and send those in and save me from having to do catalyst research. <laughs> I hope we get to talk about you for a full for a full segment. Me too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll talk to everybody again on the other side of the weekend. Be safe out there this weekend. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Love you a bunch. Happy Father's Day, Pete's ass. <laughs> Wish your actual dad happy Father's okay, happy Day. Happy birthday, too. actual dad. <laughs> He's we'll not going to listen. <laughs> Talk to everybody soon.